you're the Lord of heaven and you're the Lord of earth and you're the Lord of all the nations, of all the peoples. Reveal yourself to those who are suffering, Lord. Reveal, your, reveal yourself to all those who are uh, refugees. There's a lot of refugees, Lord. Reveal yourself to those who are powerful. Reveal yourself to those who are powerless. Reveal yourself to ordinary people in their everyday lives. That this world might reflect your love and your glory. I think about boys and girls whose childhood has been stolen in the cause of war and prostitution and slavery and greed. Lord, bring restoration, bring healing, bring family, bring love. Uh, bless the hands that bring wholeness to lives that are uh, just devastated by sickness. And bless the saints who in very sad and desperate places bring uh, a sense of hopelessness or a sense of hopefulness, Lord. Uh, bless the Christians facing daily opposition while living a faithful witness. Bless the generosity of the rich and the powerful for their gifts of thoughtfulness. Lord, bless the peacemakers working in conditions that are often so hazardous. And bless the politicians and uh, the good ones and bless the bad ones um, for decisions that affect all of us. And bless our words and our actions as we carry your light into places that are covered in darkness. Bless your children whoever they might be, with the warmth of your love and grace. And now, Lord, um, we also ask that you would just bless our brother Forrest as he comes up and shares with us this morning. We pray this in your name. Amen. 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 One of our favorite things to do as a family since we've been here at Whitworth is to go to some of the amazing events. It's a lot of events with you all in them like sporting events, and one of the things we went to this weekend was a sporting event, went to the, the track meet. One of the things that happens at these events is often it's not the actual normal event, but it's actually like the, something else on the side that becomes the most fun thing for my children. So at the track meet, we found that at one of the, the steeplechase barriers, there's this little pond of water that works perfectly as a swimming pool, and so it became the, the place of, of play on a pretty warm April April day, and the hardest part was when we had to call Adult Swim and get them out for the, when the actual steeplechase race happened, and they had to, you know, jump in the water after them, but River, when he was in there, decided to take a drink of it as well, and <laughs> then they, I was just trying to get him not get soaked, and it was just, it was really fun. As they were in that water, it was quite cold. The, the track team later on came and did their ice baths in there, but my children just kept playing around. They were experiencing that water and, f and feeling it and playing it. And that's what we're doing this semester with Peter. We're experiencing, tasting the goodness of the Lord. Like River tasted that water. Tasting the goodness uh, of the Lord Jesus alongside Peter as he, as he journeys. And we've been journeying with him uh, as this way. Last week we had a great example of that, that Jesus' goodness as Peter was restored by Jesus from his denial. Remember, Zbeck unpacked it as as. Jesus comes to Peter and, and graciously restores him, restores him both in his, his Jesus' love for him, but also in Jesus' call on his life as his one who would be with him in his work. And today, we get to jump into Acts. So now we're done with the Gospels, and we, we're joining the book of Acts. 
where we now are going to keep following Peter's journey with Jesus in Acts chapter 1. And uh, it's where we start today, Acts chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. Let me read it. You can read along on the screen. After his suffering, Jesus' suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or the periods that the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. So after the, the, sh the sh shock really the trauma of Good Friday and the shock of Easter Sunday, things are kind of back to normal for the disciples. Here's Jesus. He's with us again. He's talking about the kingdom of God like he's supposed to do. Just like at the beginning of the book of Mark. Remember we talked about Jesus' inauguration of his ministry in Mark is going out and saying, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the good news. And so Jesus is, is here. And yeah, he's talking about things that they don't quite understand, like staying in Jerusalem, this gift of, from the Father, uh, the, the Holy Spirit. But that's kind of normal. The disciples never quite understood all the stuff Jesus was talking about. The key is, Jesus is here. He's with us. Everything's okay. This is how it is in my family right now. We have this delightful stage right now where, for River, everything is better when Dad is around. And... We have a picture. This, this is our, our thing. Whenever we're out, we just, everything's better. And we have so much fun together. We play together. The weekends are just fun. To, we're never leaving each other. The worst part about this stage, although it's really, really fun, the worst part is Sunday night when, we're going to, when he's going to bed and River says, Dada, when's Saturday? <laughs> a whole week until we have our full day together again. And it's kind of heartbreaking. This is what I think the disciples were like. They were saying, Everything's better when Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Everything's fine. We're good. He's here. He's with us. Yeah, he comes along, he disappears, sometimes he's back, but he's with us. He's here. Everything's going well. So it's going fine until, until about 40 days after, after that resurrection, they start asking Jesus some questions. So Jesus, you know, I think it's about time for you to do that king thing, you know, like become the king that we all know you're supposed to be as the Messiah. It's our first kind of sign that there's a problem. They still don't get it. So Jesus tells them, guys, that's not for you to know the time or the periods that the Father has set. That's God's job. They are still thinking that Jesus is going to become this political ruler and kick out Rome and become and, and restore the, to Israel the way they expected it to be restored. And they don't get it. Jesus says, actually, 
that's God's job. He's going to take care of that. I'm going to give you something that you're going to be a part of the, what, that, how that's going to happen. My kingly reign being spread across this world. And we're going to talk more about that next week. But then things get even worse. They don't understand still what's going on with that, that Holy Spirit talk and all that. And then Jesus pulls a superhero on them. And it's not Batman. See, he's been doing the Batman thing where he kind of, you know, throws some smoke and then it disappears. He's done that with, with, since he can walk through walls now with his new resurrection body. He kind of just comes and goes sometimes. But this one, he's not Batman. Now he's doing Superman. All of a sudden, up into heaven, up into the sky. And they watch him go and they're thinking, uh-oh. This seems like a little more, a little more serious this time. Uh, there was no smoke. There wasn't a Batman. We saw him go up uh, into the sky. And now there's these two angels here now, and this doesn't bode well. Maybe Jesus is really gone. Maybe he's actually leaving us. Like, he's, this resurrection thing was just, just kind of a one-and-done thing. Like, yeah, it was really great for a little while, but now it's gone. Maybe he was just another one-hit wonder. Do you guys know what a one-hit wonder is? Yeah, so some an artist, a band who has one great song that we all know, but then you never hear from them again. Okay, so... Listen to this one. Feel free to sing along. Recording was stopped at this point while a multimedia presentation was delivered. We will now rejoin the event in progress. One Hit Wonders. We could, we could go on and on. We could, have, we could have a lot of fun playing One Hit Wonders in here. This is the fear. Hey, this great thing happened. Jesus rose from the dead. He's with us. This is so good. Oh, no. He's gone. Ugh. Maybe he's just another one-hit wonder. That was really great for those 40 days, but now it's over. And no one's ever going to hear from him again. And he's gone up to the sky, and now what do we do? We need to listen to the angel's words. Actually, before that, I think there's some of us in this room We've had feelings like that before about Jesus, not just the disciples. Some of us in this room who know what it's like say, yeah, yeah, I, I know Jesus died and rose for me. Yeah, I believe that. I trust that. Now what? Oh, yeah, I had that great experience about, with Jesus in, in that time with that community or that worship night or that church service, that Easter service or when I was serving in that country. That was so great. But it's done. It's gone. It's gone. I don't really have that anymore. Now what? Or maybe we know there was that time when I really felt like Jesus was close and real and present. And that's gone now. Now what? Maybe he's just kind of a one-hit wonder for me. I've, I've passed that stage now. That was my Jesus stage. And now, you know, that was fun. And I'll look back at it and smile every once in a while. But we're, we're done with that. Maybe some of us have had similar feelings of one-hit wonder Jesus. Let's look at verse 11 see what angels said. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who's been taken up from you into heaven will come again the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Two angels. The last time we saw two angels, remember? At the tomb. 
What do they say? Why are you looking for the living among the dead? We hear the echo. Why are you looking up into heaven? The sky. Why are you looking up there? He's going to come back that same way. He's going to come back. He isn't finished. Don't worry. He didn't just disappear. This is what the, the church, the doctrine of the coach called the ascension. He is not gone, dead. Jesus is alive. Romans 8 unpacks this in, in a simple way. There are lots of places we could go. But Romans 8, 34 says it this way. Paul says, who is it to condemn us? It is Christ Jesus who died. Yes, who was raised. Who is at the right hand of God. Who indeed intercedes for us. See, Jesus lived for us, died for us, rose for us, and then ascended to the right hand of the Father. Not to disappear, but living to stand up there, to stand with God, wherever up there is, wherever God is, to stand there interceding for us, standing on our behalf before God. This is what it means that Jesus ascended and rose. And the same way he went, he's going to come back down to us someday. Peter talks about this in his letter to the church in 1 Peter. He says a, a few different places. I, you can check it out. But we're just going to look at one in 1 Peter 3. He says this, talking about Jesus and his resurrection. The resurrected Jesus, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels and authorities and powers made subject to him. See, Jesus, when he ascended, he ascended to his place of authority, to the, the right hand of God, with all, everything else below him, he's ascended to reign, to rule, to stand on our behalf, to reign in power. This is the living Jesus. He is not a one-hit wonder. Jesus is alive. Right now. Today. So this Jesus, this living Jesus is active, moving, changing, working right now. I'm going to give you a couple things what this means for us, that Jesus is alive today. Jesus living, the living Jesus, provides us access to God as the mediator. 1 Timothy 2 says that, that there's one mediator between God and humanity, the person, Jesus. Hey, y'all, Jesus wasn't like a rocket that, that launched, blasted off, and the disciples watched. And as, as he went up, the, the, the rocket, the booster, you know, ran out of fuel and fell off. And his body, his like physical body kind of fell off. And now Jesus is some like spirit being up there. Without that, 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 you know, wasteful body thing. No! Jesus, the one mediator between God and humanity is Jesus, the person, humanity. He's going to be human forever. That's what God did in, the, in, the, in the, uh, the incarnation. And Jesus, right now, is our mediator, the one who stands on our behalf in his person as God and human together. He's actually inviting us, welcoming us as broken people into his communion with God in his humanity this is Jesus, the mediator, the person, Jesus, providing access to God. And not only that, but he's actually providing his righteousness for our unrighteousness. Covering us where we are broken and turn away from God and sinful. He gives us, us his perfect, his righteousness in our place of our, in place of our unrighteousness. Calvin says that this, the chief good of Christ's work as mediator is to make us united with God, with whom is the fountain of life and all its blessings, as Christ provides his eternal righteousness in place of our impurities. See, Jesus, as the mediator standing on our behalf, he provides us with his righteousness so that we could be united with God. 
that we could have, could have had the, the fountain of God's goodness and life flow to us in Christ, to us. This is the living Christ. This is the living mediator, Jesus. It wasn't just a ticket. It's in his person. He mediates, brings all this God's life to us and brings all of us and our attempts at following him to God in perfect, covered in his perfect righteousness. It's the amazing gift of Jesus' ongoing, living action for us as he mediates our relationship with God by the Spirit. So not only those things, but he also gives us power. Jesus gives us power by the Spirit to, to have lives that are changed. To, to join God in his, in his redemptive work in this world. And that's the last one. He not only empowers us to, to, to live and love for each other, but he empowers us to join him in his activity in this world. See, Jesus is continuing, is continuing his redemptive work in this world. He didn't just, he's not done. He's not just waiting. Jesus is actively working, bringing redemption to the world. And he invites us to participate with him. To join him in his redemptive work in this world. Wherever it is that you see that brokenness near and far, he's inviting you and me to be a part of that redemptive work that he wants to do. Bringing in word and deed, witnessing to his kingdom reign. God's kingly reign. In justice, in evangelism, in big and small ways, we are invited by the living Jesus to join him in what he's doing in this world. And so the living Jesus gives us access to God and his mediation, his righteousness for our unrighteousness, power to walk with him, power to join him and participate in his work in this world. This is the living Jesus at work today. This day, this living Jesus, as the band comes up, this living Jesus meets you and me today. This living Jesus reigns on high today and this is the joy and the gift and the good news of the ascension is that Jesus is no one-hit wonder we're not on our own Jesus reigns he rules he's the king and we get to know him and walk in union with him and join him and worship him and be his people his family with him because he is alive this day and brings us his presence by his spirit so let's continue to worship God in that spirit